slash fed cattle prices gained last week as wholesale beef prices continued higher. Although too early to tell yet, Daryl Peel says peak feedlot numbers may already be in the rearview mirror. Coming up on your weekly calf news price point, presented by Cattle Currents Wes Ishmael. Hello, I'm Wes Ishmael. Welcome to your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 3rd of January, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef, which emphasizes a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsbasinbeef.org forward slash goals or more simply usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Now to the news. After early week pressure from more placements than expected in the monthly cattle on feed report, stronger wholesale beef prices, and ultimately higher cash-fed cattle prices mostly lifted cattle futures last week. Regionally, cash-fed cattle prices ended the week $1 to $3 on a live basis. They were a dollar higher in the Southern Plains at $157.00 weight, $1 to $2 higher in Nebraska at $158.00, and steady to three dollars higher in the Western Corn Belt at one fifty seven to one sixty. Dress prices were three dollars higher in Nebraska at two hundred and fifty two dollars. Dress prices in the Western Corn Belt the previous week were two hundred and forty eight to two hundred and forty nine dollars. Choice box beef cutout value was ten dollars and three cents higher week to week on Friday at two hundred and eighty one dollars and ninety eight cents hundred weight. Select was five dollars and forty six cents higher at two fifty ninety three. After two dollars and seven cents lower in expiring dece, live cattle futures closed an average of sixty seven cents higher week to week on Friday, except for an average of two cents lower in two contracts. Feeder cattle futures closed mixed week to week from an average of forty seven cents lower through the front half of the board to an average of sixty cents higher. That was with corn futures closing an average of 11 cents higher through the front six contracts during the same period. Soybean futures closed an average of 37.2 cents higher through the front six contracts. With the holidays, there were few auction sales and no price trends last week for calves and feeder cattle. However, at those that did take place and monitored by cattle current, prices were generally steady to higher. Reflecting on the recent cattle on feed report, Daryl Peel, Extension Livestock Marketing Specialist at Oklahoma State University, points out in his weekly market comments that both feedlot placements and the number of cattle on feed were lower year over year for the third consecutive month. Drought pushed more cattle into feedlots earlier in the year and kept feedlot totals higher for longer, Peel says. He explained monthly inventories from February through June of 2022 were not only higher year-over-year, but were at a record monthly level in the data series that began in 1996. 
On average, from 2016 through 2020, Peel notes feedlot inventories peaked in December and hit their low in September. However, in 2021, the peak came in February and the ebb in September. This year, he says the ebb came in September and peak numbers may already have been established for a long while. Feedlot inventories decreased from November to December, and Peel says this may signal that the seasonal peak is already in place, although it's too early to be sure. According to Peel, the last time the December feedlot inventories were lower than November occurred in 2016. In that instance, feedlot inventories decreased in December and January before jumping higher to a belated peak in June of 2017. Peel says, I believe it's unlikely that feedlot inventories will move higher anytime in 2023, and the November 2022 total may be the peak for many months. Time will tell. Keep in mind, the semi-annual cattle report comes out at the end of this month, which should provide more clarity into how deeply beef cows were culled last year, as well as feedlot supplies outside of feedlots at the beginning of 2023. Remember, a better future for beef includes you. When it comes to improving sustainability in the beef industry, we're all in it together from pasture to plate. We're connected by our supply chain, and our efforts are made stronger by common goals. The U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef set goals to maintain and improve our grazing land and water resources, reduce greenhouse gas emissions, increase efficiencies, and care for our animals and our people. When we work together, the benefits come full circle. Take action to protect the resources that sustain us all at usrsb.org and look for the goals tab. Food sales at convenience stores increased during the last three months, ending in November, according to the MPD Group. Year over year, during the period, visits to convenience stores for food service items, like beverages and prepared foods, were up 2%, and consumer spending on food service menu items at convenience stores was up 8%. According to David Portal Latin, NPD Food Industry Advisor, convenience store food service is benefiting by more people commuting to and from school and work, and generally out and about more. He adds that the growth in convenience store food service visits is a positive sign for the U.S. food service industry overall. Beverage-only orders represent more than half of convenience store food service visits, and they drive growth for the channel overall. However, the popularity of burgers and breakfast sandwiches ordered at convenience stores throughout the day has also spurred growth. Burgers are a popular convenience store food service item for lunch, dinner, and the afternoon snack period, according to NPD. Burger servings increased by 12% in the third quarter, ending in November, compared to a year earlier. Servings of different varieties of prepared breakfast sandwiches from convenience stores increased by 8% year-over-year. Also on the demand side of the ledger, despite economic shocks and uncertainties during the last several years, there is no strong indication that softer global economics have weakened U.S. beef demand in East Asia, according to a recent International Agricultural Trade Report from USDA's Foreign Agricultural Service. In spite of supply chain disruptions for U.S. fresh or chilled beef, longer shipping times, and higher costs, 
FAS analysts say East Asian import demand for beef products should remain steady. Demand from the region was record large in 2021 for both volume and value and was on pace to set a new record in 2022. According to the report, East Asia's relatively robust middle class has supported the demand for high-quality beef, and a developed e-commerce retail sector has provided flexible avenues for suppliers to promote beef products during the pandemic. And that's your weekly Calf News Price Point podcast for the 3rd of January, sponsored by the U.S. Roundtable for Sustainable Beef. I'm Wes Ishmael. Thanks for listening.